Welcome to the Sun Island. Welcome back to the Sun Island. We're joined here with Roy Guillory. Uh, Roy's been in the energy space uh, in Texas for many years, and he has taken some time out his very busy schedule, which we thank you for, mm -hmm. to come out and kind of educate us basically on you know some of the uh, the development in the energy industry over time. Um, I'm just gonna kick it over to you to kind of continue with that introduction real quick. Sure, great. Thank you for having me today. Definitely. Um, well, again, my name is Roy Guillory, and I have uh, been in the industry, in the energy industry, since almost the pre-dawn here in Texas. And I've seen deregulation in Texas take on many farms. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, it was pretty much everyone going after the big corporations early on, and then you had a lot of uh, development of smaller energy reps, what they're called, retail electricity providers, okay. that came into play. And now you have a host of choices to deal with. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, through this experience, um, I've, of, co of course, gone from doing business with large commercial and industrial customers mm -hmm. all the way down to the homeowner. Ah, okay. Um actually encompassed uh, energy retrofits in older facilities all the way up to now and including renewable energy, is what, which we're here at Sun Island Energy are all about. Okay. So e energy retrofit, what, what, do you, what, what is that exactly? Well, in, in the deregulation, deregulated market, uh, a lot of the retail electricity providers had to find other avenues mm -hmm. to make themselves more marketable. So with that, we, uh, of course, had the larger companies going out to the older facilities and saying, hey, let's make your facility a little bit more energy efficient. Okay, okay, gotcha. So with a, as a consultant, having been a consultant in a business, I've actually shown customers, okay, now that we have you under contract for your energy uh, commodities, well, let's show you how to save more money of course, with the energy that you use. Got you. And um, that actually makes a lot of sense, obviously, because for a, a big corporation, the bottom line is is key for them, right? Exactly. But, um, let's kind of rewind a little bit. And um, up, you said early 2000s? You got into... 2000s. Around 2004, I got into the energy business with uh, uh, a small company, which is now known as Direct Energy. Direct Energy, okay. They, they, were, they were strategic energy at that time, and they grew to be a very large conglomerate in the energy sector. Okay, so Direct Energy. Um, direct Energy, uh, they service a lot of folks. Yes, they do. Um, as far as uh, energy in the area. Um, and then you've seen like an evolution that actually occurred. You said, uh, you know, retrofitting. Um, and now kind of transitioning more into renewable. What is your thoughts on what you've seen over time with regular electricity? And where would you even predict renewables will go going forward? Uh, good question. Good question. Um, as far as what I've seen, 
you know, just looking back at the large companies and then, of course, with the development of a lot of smaller energy companies, there was, of course, increased competition mm. and it was all based on price. So the energy companies had to come up with different offerings to make themselves a little bit more attractive. Like free night, free weekends, the whole night. Just opposed <laughs> to cost of saving you money on the commodity. Um, what came in with that, different types of uh, products, demand response was one of them okay. for large corporations that use backup generation. That was something that evolved since the beginning of deregulation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then renewables, of course, uh, being able to generate energy from fossil fuels, from waste, from biomass. So a lot of the larger companies were able to take advantage of these different types of ways to curtail their energy cost and be more energy efficient. Okay. Uh, up to this date now, when we talk about renewables, we're talking about ways, of course, to produce energy and decrease the uh, carbon footprint and yeah. using it, energy and creating energy. Absolutely. Um, with that, a lot of companies now are taking advantage of the fact that, well, I can produce my own energy and be off the grid. True. So that's up to where we are today. So you mentioned a uh, term demand response as a part of that evolution, mm -hmm. right? Um, yes. What, um, you want to explain a little bit more on a uh, Sure. Demand response works for energy customers. Of course, everyone that has a business is an energy customer for the most part. Mm -hmm. But for the larger energy customers that have a critical need, let's just say, for example, a data center or a hospital, those are examples of businesses that have a critical need for electricity. So in essence, they have to have backup electricity. And with the backup electricity, they have diesel powered generators that they have to run periodically just to test and make sure that they are running efficiently and are able to uh, carry the capacity that they need to run a business just in case there's a failure in the grid. And um, what, was it two years ago or like we had that freeze? It was like, like uh, many, many um, uh, weeks or whatnot. Um, we had that freeze and um, was kind of devastating you know we had like uh, tragedies in the air with people trying to use gas generator in their uh homes and you know just for heat right um we, you know just with your wealth of knowledge um the something like a demand response or just using more uh source of energy how do you figure that would help in the next yeah crisis of uh, in Texas where we had all that freeze for, for, for days on it. Uh, how do you think energy, evolution of energy would solve that, basically? Good question. So now you have more and more homeowners that are turning to their own power source for energy. And with that, they're buying their own home generators, which will provide energy to the home in the event of an energy grid failure. Um, of course, and that is a part of demand response at the level of a homeowner. So in essence, when the grid fails, that power source, that generator or that natural gas source kicks on the generator, which provides responsive energy to that home or to that business at the time of need when the grid fails. 
Okay. And a lot of companies actually, energy companies actually went out of business during that time. That was kind of hectic, right? Well, you know, for many reasons they did, uh, and it came down to contracts. It came down to being able to provide deliverables to these big companies and to small users. So there were a wide variety of issues that happened when we had that freeze of 2021 here in Texas. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, um, there were some companies that were selling energy at like uh, uh, like market rate, like, uh, and that resulted in folks' electricity bill went up like 200% and, and significantly more. Are those, are they allowing that type of business model anymore where you can like buy as a homeowner, you're kind of almost buying direct is, is that? Well, there's a couple of ways for which you can uh, buy energy under contract. Okay. Um, for most companies, you can buy a, have a energy contract, which in, in essence allows you to float the market. So the cost of your energy fluctuates with the market conditions. Okay. So for larger companies, let's just, let's just say, for example, for a manufacturing company that has a overnight shift, it's cheaper for them to have their production overnight because the cost of electricity is cheaper overnight. So therefore, uh, when a storm or freeze or something hits and it impacts the grid, then of course they're going to pay a prime for that electricity simply because they're on a floating market price rate, market-based rate, if you will. Yes. Now, the flip side to that is being under a contract, whereas you have a an agreed-upon rate, so no matter what happens, that's the rate that you're going to pay. Now, behind the scenes, the energy companies that provide this energy, they are basically hedging the energy in advance. So... For someone that signs a one, two, three year, whatever the time frame is for that contract, then that energy is actually hedged in advance. Mm. So they're buying it more or less at today's rate for the future usage. So for the regular homeowners um, that are out there, inflation is a big deal right now. I remember back in 2016, 17, when I got into solar, and we used to try our very best to convince people that, you know, energy price is going to go up. They would laugh at us. <laughs> uh, and now inflation is like six and a half percent. Yes. It's a real thing. Back then it was like 2%, right? It's true. Um, given, given that energy price are increasing for simple fact that inflation is real, um, What's the best way for the average homeowner to actually select a plan that would work for them in their case? Well, you know, the best way for a homeowner is to first shop around for the right uh, provider. Okay. You have to find something that fits within your budget, someone, some company that's going to allow you to have that plan for a certain amount of time. Um, that'll be budget-friendly to you. Uh, and of course, just looking at the home itself, making sure that the home is as energy efficient as possible. Uh, there are a lot of cut cost-cutting measures that you can take to 
enhance your energy savings kind of overall. retrofitting your home basically so <laughs> if it's an older home then you know you want to possibly look at retrofitting with insulation um, you want to go from regular incandescent lighting to led lighting you want to make sure that your hvac is up to date and well insulated and working properly all of these things impact the cost of a homeowner's. You got an old roof, anything. An older <laughs> roof. There are many factors and, of course, many ways that one could impact their energy cost by simply updating their facilities. So um, you said, you know, looking at your options and a good thing, resource that is here in Texas that folks use is Power to Choose. What's your, what's your thought? on something like power to choose? Well, Texas is a deregulated market. And with that, uh, power to choose gives anyone that is selling energy on the retail market, a be, that allows them to be a part of the marketplace. Mm. Uh, with that, the power to choose is a wonderful thing because you have the absolute freedom to go and choose the provider that you desire. But with all these energy plans uh, or energy company is like what 200 plus or is a lot of them right there are many many um they are essentially buying their energy but the delivery is for the most part through the utility which that is correct a lot of clientele in this general area's center point yes um what role do they play specifically like Centerpoint Energy and how do they affect the price of electricity? That's a good question. Uh, Centerpoint, which is the utility, actually delivers the electricity to your facility, to your home or to your business. Okay. They are very important in the process of you having the ability to turn the lights on. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, it comes down to congestion. It comes down to transmittability. It comes down to the area and the usage. Uh, a, a high density area, like let's just say, for example, an area where there's a lot of business, demand is going to be higher. In such cases, the electricity may, the delivery portion may be a little cheaper than it would be if you were in a rural area and you were the only one of five houses that was getting the electricity. Mm. In that case, the demand would be very low, and of course, the cost to deliver that electricity mm -hmm. to that facility would be more expensive. Ah, um, <clears throat> so speaking of Centerpoint, I do know, um, I'm not sure if it's everywhere, but depending on where you live, uh, when you buy like a smart thermostat, Oftentimes, they will actually give you like a $50 discount. So for folks who um, can go on their website, I'm not 100% if it's still available, but they'll give you like a discount if you get a smart um, a thermostat. So like an Ecobee or, or a Nest, right? Uh, those things can be operated uh, remotely, right? They can. What's your opinion on um, uh, like a smart thermostat and how effective are those at actually saving money, if at all? Well, they are very effective simply because you're able to control your HVAC from wherever you are. Okay. Uh, with that being said, if there's no one at home during the midday hours, you can shut your system completely off. And of course, 
before arrival, you can have it come on so the home could be cooled or heated by the time everyone starts arriving home in the evening or afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> still on the, 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 the subject of, of center point, sometime during the year, right, you will, they'll send out like messages like uh, we're at some critical capacity, please reduce your energy consumption. Um, as an area that's growing, right, <clears throat> that with Texas, you know, everybody's coming to Texas, right? Texas is amazing. I love it here. Coming to Texas, uh, that demand is going to keep going up, right? That's correct. Um, over the last couple of years, I've seen like many like like blackouts. Uh, and then also where, uh, you know, time of usage, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Um, do you think Centerpoint is building their infrastructure infrastructure fast enough to accommodate the influx of uh, uh, folks coming into Texas? Kind of a two-part question, and I'm going to address both of them. Okay. <laughs> so... For the rolling brownouts and blackouts, Mm -hmm. that is a form of demand response. Mm. When the demand is high in the summer and when it's high in the winter, the utilities will ask to curtail your usage to uh, mitigate a blackout or mitigate rolling blackouts. So at the time in the summer when it's at its hottest, that, that early part of the afternoon, everybody's getting home, the first thing they do is they crank up the AC. That, of course, peaks the grid in that area. So therefore, it's high usage, and there's a time when the utility is saying, we'd like for you all to curtail or cut back on the usage so that we won't have a blackout. It's kind of like in areas where there's drought, right? They're saying, don't you water your grass. <laughs> same, same principle. That's demand response to water usage as well. Yes. So demand response plays a big part in the grid maintenance. Now, when we talk about uh, being able to, uh, when, we, when we talk about being able to overcome grid conditions, cool. Uh, not having being susceptible to demand response. You you ask, is Centerpoint keeping up with the growth in the area? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a good question for them. <laughs> but for a safe and secure way to maintain your energy at home, now we have solar. Oh, gotcha. So you're not so dependent upon what's coming to your house from the grid. That's a good point. point. So, yes, they are working they're utilizing new innovations to enhance the reliability of the grill of the grid. Of course, that's ERCOT. We're talking about the Electricity Reliability Council of Texas. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for making sure that energy reaches your home and your facility. Well, when you go solar or when you go backup battery or when you go independent generation to your facility, you're not so dependent on the grid. So the reliability of the grid at that point is not necessarily your worry. That's that. that you know what? That actually, that's a true point. I don't even know what to say about that. It is a hundred percent accurate. The um, a thing called carbon capture is like a a thing that's going on right now. Um, you figured with the energy companies say, okay, well, a lot of people <clears throat> um use 
they, they'll be using like carbon capture. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, carbon capture is simply the use of waste to produce energy. Hmm. And many companies, many larger companies use biomass to create their own energy so they are not so susceptible to utilizing energy from the grid. Mm. Uh, carbon capture, of course, is an innovation, whereas it's uh, re regenerating new power, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Is there any questions that you may have for me as far as just energy or renewables or anything like that? Well, you know what? Good question. Um, I know that Sun Island Energy is uh, kind of considered a new player in the business. Uh, where, where do you see yourself expanding to in the commercial market? Are you? I know that most of the business comes through you via residential. Um, where do you see yourself going in the commercial market? Um, excellent questions. Uh, the energy, um, as far as renewable, is is expanding all around. Um, I mentioned earlier about inflation, okay? Prior to now, a lot of uh, commercial business owner wouldn't necessarily consider solar because of the upfront capital costs, right? right? Right now, they are really looking into it. Just for example, like five minutes from here, uh, the Ke uh, Keaton um, Toyota Center. Yes. They actually have their entire um, building covered with solar panels. And that's five minutes right here in Manville, uh, close to Perryland. And I spoke to them on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Um, and what they told me is they're generating so much electricity that they're selling back to center point. So when a lot of the commercial um, company, uh, uh, bigger companies realize that they're gonna wanna do it for the uh, investment. And now it's up to us as the players in the industry kind of educate them and, and explain to them why this would work for them financially. And right. so the sky is really the limit, commercial and residential. We're just super excited to be a part of this, uh, this industry because it's a rising, let's say rising tide rise all boats, right? And I'm super excited. Let's ride the tide. Yeah, I'm super excited that Sun Island get to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, so that's what it is. Great, well thank you for having me out today. This has been a great forum and um, I look forward to sharing more knowledge and more uh, indus industry expertise as it comes about. So it's been, it's, um, you, you definitely gave us a wealth of, of knowledge. Uh, we are, really trying to bridge in the gap um, or, or just bridging energy, basically letting folks know what's available, what their options are. Thank you again, Roy. It was a pleasure to having you uh, on Pleasure's Energy Bridge. Uh, one love, man. Thank you.